maybe you've seen the California Center for the Arts when you're driving around town, or maybe you've even heard of it through a friend or family that went to a, a function there. But did you know that there's a lot more than just one or two concerts a year and maybe a wedding or two? I'm talking food trucks. I'm talking Dia de los Muertos, Winter Wonderland, art shows, and dance studios. In today's episode, that and more. We sit down with the executive director of the Center for the Arts, Jerry Van Leeuwen. I'm Gio Ruiz. Welcome to the Shootin' the Breeze podcast, your neighborhood resource in North San Diego County. Whether it's businesses, restaurants, or things going on in your community, we have it covered. Thank you so much for tuning in, and without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Breeze with Gio Ruiz. I'm here at the California Center for the Arts with the Executive Director, Jerry Van Leeuwen. Hey Jerry. Good morning, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time and sitting Glad down with it. me. Um, so I, I, I know we're here at the Center for the Arts and you're the Executive Director. How exactly did you get into that role and how long have you been a part of the Center? I've been a part of the Center for about five and a half years as an employee. The center is a not-for-profit organization. Uh, prior to that, I worked for the city of Escondido, and these are all city-owned buildings, and I was the liaison from the city to their board of directors. So that's how I got to know a little bit more about the okay. center. Um, and then they had decided not to continue with the previous executive director and asked if I would fill in for a few months until they decided what was next. So and that was five and a half years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you you filled in as like an interim role right. and right. then it just stuck. It stuck. It's, it's just a fun position. It's a lot of excitement and, and variety and it's a young creative staff. And um, so it's just really a fun gig, as they say in the business. <laughs> Well, as uh, what are your roles and responsibilities as executive director for the Center for the Arts? The Center really is multiple businesses, and we have a, a gallery space, and we have obviously the performing arts and the theaters. We have a whole educational unit, and then the conferencing center. So my job is to kind of work with all of those directors of all those various departments and kind of be liaison between them and the board of directors. We okay. have a board of about 11 people, might be up to 15 in the next year or so. Wow. Um, and 11. those are the folks that set the general direction for the organization. Okay. So they, they are, you're more of a kind of oversee for the whole thing. That's correct. Okay. And I guess you just said that they have, they're the ones that set their direction and goals, but do you personally have any goals or visions for? What you'd like to see happen at the center or the sure. direction it's going? And, uh, you know, the trick is always to keep that aligned with what your board is looking <laughs> yeah. for. I'm uh, trying to do that. But uh, I think from the get-go, my vision was to have uh, this be relevant to the whole community. So we, if you look at our programming, you'll see a lot of diversity in, in the programming um, in terms of our museum exhibitions and the kinds of programs that we offer for free particularly. Yeah. Uh, we just finished our um, series in um, the Lyric Courtyard, what's called Musica in La Plaza. Yeah, that uh, would look like a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. It's salsa dancing, like three or four hundred people show every, uh, wow. every Friday night. And I, I heard a, a couple time. people go. I saw it yeah. online too. It looked really fun. And then 
the, the Friday nights in August were Jazz Jam, and in July were a Roots series, which is a variety of, you know, reggae, zydeco, different kinds of musical forms that come in. Those are all free, um, so they attract a whole different audience each time, depending on the genre of the music and, and kind of the cultural spin of, yeah. of those programs. So that ties back to the question that you were saying, the goal is to kind of include everybody. Right. And be open or attract everybody to it. I know a lot of people know that the, the concerts go on here right. and that the weddings go on here. But what else goes on at the California Center for the Arts <laughs> that people might not know about? You yeah. know, uh, that happens a lot actually when people come on the campus and they've seen a show and then they start walking around with me and, and looking at what's going on. One that's often a surprise to them is the educational units that we have. They're kind of in the back of the campus. What do you mean educational units? We have four studios. Uh, One of them is what they call a black box. So people can come and they can do a small recital. Uh, We use it for a choral group that practices in there. Wow. Um, And then we have three other studios. Two of them were traditional art studios Mm -hmm. uh, with a concrete floor. We've changed those out. They are now uh, vinyl sprung dance floors. And then we have the fourth studio that is a, a maple floor dance floor. Really? So we do a lot of dance programming from, you know, from Folklorico to uh, a group that's here every day, a step beyond. And they are giving educational opportunities, teach them dance, but they stay in the program from third grade through 12th grade until they graduate and go on to college. That's their goal. And they provide them with homework assistance and, and that kind of stuff. And they'll... They'll ultimately have 350 kids in that program every week. So. Wow! I don't. I definitely didn't. I don't think a lot of people know that that goes no, on. That, that that might be somebody you want to talk to. Sometime. Yeah, great, the educational great program. Yeah. So and then we do a lot of programming in the schools as well. Uh, we have um, uh, teach uh, teaching artists that go out to various schools. We just started this week with the juvenile court schools. Oh, really? So they teach them dance and drama and those kinds of things. Arts are really um, impactful for kids that are struggling. Absolutely. Uh, so this is an opportunity, and we get paid uh, to do that work. It's not volunteers. We, we have paid staff that go in and provide these educational programs. And then we have uh, eight or nine concerts a year that are on campus that are for students, and the kids come here to enjoy those uh, things. Sometimes that's the first experience they've had in a theater. Uh, was it last year we had Black Violin, uh-huh. um, two guys from the Bronx, I think, wow. African-American guys. They're actually in the large theater, and we had, I think, 1,500 kids in the in really? the hall. They just had a riot. It was, that, it was a blast. And I think those kind of experiences are so important oh. at that age, or even for anyone. I, I still remember my first time to a, a type of performance like that, and it sticks with you because it does. it's just another form of art or expression that you I, – I don't think at that age a lot of people know. No, I think if possible. you ask most people – can you remember your first time going to a theater or a play or something? They'll remember. Uh, we kind of did that last year. was kind of a theme for us, uh, memories. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, very powerful. I remember my, my first one was when I was 10. Yeah. I went to, to Europe with my family, and I went and saw a, a musical in Copenhagen. And really? I, I remember that so well. It's yeah. Crazy. I was 10 years old. Wow. I remember and, that I mean, better than what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and I imagine it had such an impact on you. I mean, now you work at a center for the yeah, arts, who, right? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, over here, who, I'm is, not saying that directly correlated, but it's, no, it's interesting, it, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I've, I've not had a formal training in the arts. I have a liberal arts education, but um, this five years has just been so enlightening uh, for me to to experience different art forms and particularly dance. I didn't have much exposure to dance and I've really learned to appreciate that. Wow. 
Uh, so uh, real quick, I know this is slightly out of just talking about the center. I want to talk about you for a second. Are yeah. you from Escondido or? Uh, no, I was born in, I'm a Southern California guy. I was okay. ra- raised in Chino, actually, uh, up in San Bernardino County. Uh, but we moved here to take the position with the city of Escondido in 87. 87. So my, so, kids, my kids pretty much grew up here and all that. Okay, so before this, you worked for the city? At- the city of Chino. Chino, okay. Yeah. Wow. 13 years there. Okay, that's awesome. So, so you were not necessarily from Escondido, but you've been here a while, yeah, a long time, and you know the city pretty well. I do. So, I know we just talked about the educational pieces that the center does. Um, now, I've heard something along an event of food truck Saturdays. Yeah, we had, we we started that this year. Uh, we started it with I was talking about the Friday programs, musica, and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So we added the food trucks to that. And then we moved it to Saturdays for a new series of music, um, free music concerts that we had uh, called the Levitt Amp Series. Uh-huh. We got a grant from the Levitt Foundation. Those are still going on. They'll finish the first weekend in November. Okay. And they're Saturdays from 4 to 7. Um, they're free uh, festival seating, bring your own chair, sit on the lawn. Um, and then there's four or five food trucks here each week. So there's music. There's a live music. Live band? music. On and a, about four or five food trucks. You right. can get your own food. So it's just kind of bring your chairs, get hang some food, out. hang out. Kids are running around. And there's some, um, they call a maker's market. So people that have macrame and clothing and stuff. And so you can come and look at that stuff. Yeah, that's a really fun it. event. It's just a hangout event. It's really fun. Yeah. and the oh, there's, a beer, there's a beer garden too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay for that. Yeah, that's still, that's still... Uh, uh, sounds like a really fun time. I, I'll have to check that out. Check it out. So uh, as as uh, you're planning these events, it sounds like you always have a lot going on here. I've noticed there was about three or four things as I just walked up this morning. What is what is some challenges that you face in planning these events or putting things together, maybe finding new uh, events to yeah, put um, I think the, the challenge is, is probably more financial than anything in oh, terms really? of selecting artists that um, will you know be at a cost that we can afford to bring in. Uh, our goal is on the performing arts, on, on the th- concerts and stuff, we try to break even with about um, two-thirds of the house sold. So uh, if it's a 1,500-seat sh- um, theater, then we would try to break even, uh, covering all of our costs and the artists at 1,000 seats sold. Then we have a chance for a profit. But we have to can't charge five hundred dollars a seat either. Yeah. Someone charges half a million dollars, uh, and some artists get that. Uh, Eric Clapton gets more than a million for a show. Wow! Uh, so we won't get artists like that. Uh, and sometimes I hear from the community, "Oh, how come you can't get so and so?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're talking about arena artists that are doing shows for ten to fifteen thousand people. Well, we have fifteen hundred seats. I mean, are you willing to pay a thousand dollars to see that guy? Yeah. Well, probably not. So you know, I can buy a lot of CDs for a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. And, and and I don't think. A lot of people see that side of it or kind of think of it that way. I know I've seen comments or heard, you know, why don't we get a big name artist? But you have to put into account the seating. Right. You only have, you have to divide whatever that number is by 1,500, or in my case, 1,000, because I don't want to take a chance that I can't sell it out. Yeah. So, so I think that's one of the challenges. Um, the other is um, what we call the mission versus margin. Mm-hmm. So we have these beautiful facilities and folks want to see shows. But when we book a show, we take the financial risk. If someone rents it to do a show or a dance competition, it's just revenue to us. We have no risk at all. If they sell 100 seats or 1,000 seats, it's kind of the same difference to us. So a lot of people say, how come you don't have more shows on a Saturday? Well, it's easier to rent it on a Saturday than it is to bring in a show. That'll sell enough tickets to be. So we have to kind of balance that. Um, Same is true for the the museum. Uh, We have four exhibits a year that we do. 
when there's no ex exhibits in there, we're doing trade shows, weddings. Um, we have uh, proms at, at the end of, you know, for high wow. schools. So we use that space for a lot of different ways. But if there's a show in there, then you can't have a prom in there. Mm -hmm. right? So we have to always negotiate between those different departments. That's what my job is, to try to get those calendars to fit so we can maximize the revenues. Because indeed, the money that we make in the conference center and those events supports the museum, which doesn't pay for itself. Yeah. So that's the whole mix of things here at the center. And those are the challenges that those you face. Challenges. And those are kind of... They're interesting. That, they're interesting. And yeah. that's something people think, really put into account when thinking of... Oh, you just plan events. I thought it would be more calendar issues or, but no. it comes down to seating and, you know, balance, that balancing that's act. Correct. Now, yeah. I know you mentioned the, the museum. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a part of the Center for the Arts I'm very familiar with. What, yeah. what, do I, tell, tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, the museum is, it's a, it's a beautiful exhibition space. We have uh, two larger galleries and then one smaller gallery. Um, and the current show is Des Escondido, and it's uh, people that are public artists. They do things in the public realm, usually outdoors, and so they're doing their show indoors. Okay. Uh, and it's very interesting, very different. Um, we've had a watercolor show. We've had oils. We've had sculptures. We do four of those a year. They usually run seven to eight weeks long, each one. Okay. Um, and then each show also has a student wall. So we invite the colleges or, or high schools or even junior high even younger kids, to submit art, and then that's hung on that wall. Wow. And we do that every every exhibition. We have the kids um, prepare artwork of a similar type. If it's watercolors, it's easy to have the kids do watercolors. This is kind of a different show, so the kids did some um, work with painting and um, um, uh, literature uh, mm -hmm. kinds of things connected into it. So very interesting um, uh, exhibit. So the next show coming up is... Um, about Manzanar, the internment camp that was up in uh, the Eastern Sierras with okay. the Japanese during World War II. And it's a, doc a photo documentary by Ansel Adams, uh, the, the famous really? natural yeah. um, uh, photographer. So that'd be a really interesting, successful show. Absolutely. I'm sure you get a lot of kind of anticipation and feel yeah. excited for that one. Yeah. So uh, let's shift gears here. We're going to go back to the events. Yeah. And I want to know, uh, and you've seen everything that goes through here. You're a big part of planning it out. What is your favorite event to have or to be part of here at the event? Or maybe past, present, or that happens every year? Yeah. I'm going to pick three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> Perfect. Because we're different, different venues. Uh, I just mentioned the museum, so I'll segue to that. When we have those exhibits on the Friday before the exhibit opens to the public on a Saturday, we have a, a invitation to our members and to the artists and to the kids that are, are um, here. And so they all come. We usually get 300 to 350 people that come to these openings. And um, it, it's just a total community event because you'll have artists and sometimes people have loaned us art from their private collections. So you have some of the more affluent people of town or even from Rancho Santa Fe here oh, really? for that. At the same time, you'll have a kid from... Del Dios Middle School with his heart hanging, art hanging oh, on the wall wow. at the same time. And he's here with his parents. And it's just, it's just that real, my vision of bringing the community together, all segments happens on those days. That's, that's really a, a cool day. Um, and then the other two big community events, we have Fourth of July and that's been going for a long time. And, and I like that event, but it's not quite as special as Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Uh, and that's an event that I didn't have exposure to in terms of the cultural understanding of Dia de los Muertos. And um, it's a beautiful event. We get thousands of people that come, set up their altars. It keeps expanding. We're adding more music and more uh, activities to each of those events. And it, it's really a, a beautiful cultural 
opportunity to to learn you know as an anglo to learn what that is in mexico is really rewarding and fun to see those folks come and enjoy and, and, and celebrate their loved ones and here you must see i mean escondido has that's part of the culture here right Absolutely. so it, it's expanded i think this year with that Coco movie that came out, yeah. I, I imagine it'll be even bigger this year. It probably will be. And, and uh, this year we have the, the traditional marigolds that are part of that festival really? are being imported from Mexico. Uh, someone donated the, uh, a flower field to us and they're bringing, I think, 50 dozen of Amazing. those flowers. And then we give those to the people that are creating their altars for their for their uh, loved ones. So, that's that's so amazing. That's really cool. And then Winter Wonderland is another one. That's yeah. the first weekend in December. And it's the same thing. It's all about the holidays. And uh, last year we added um, uh, the princesses. They came out and did, it was like Elsa and Cinderella. And these oh. women came out and they sang to the kids. Wow. And the last song they sang was Let It Snow. And we had a snowmaker come. Oh. And the snow came down and all the kids rushed to the stage. <laughs> and the ushers are sitting on the steps going nuts trying to keep the kids back. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Talk about creating memories. That, yeah, that's absolutely. something those kids won't forget, right? Yeah, that. I had my little grandchildren there. They just thought it was awesome. <laughs> wow. So, so is, that something, is that something you guys are going to do every year? Yeah, or we do, we've done that for 20 years. The Winter Wonderland? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. So we got, so it, those of you listening, if you haven't been to one or all those events, make sure you check it out. The, the museum before the exhibit. Yeah. That's the member only. You have member to be a member only. to get invited oh, to that one. So let's talk about that real quick. Okay. What, what is a, a membership here and what is an, we have different levels of membership. The, okay. the lowest is, and these people would be invited to, to the openings, uh, is $60 a year uh-huh. uh, for an individual. I think that's, I think it's 120 for a family. I can't remember. Um, but $60. So $5 a month, you can do it as a credit card payment. Sure. And then you get invited to those events. For donors that are at $1,000 a year and higher, then they actually get invited to pre-show receptions for the performing arts. The, the space where we're talking is that space that we oh, use for that. Absolutely. Um, so that's a that's a nice uh, perk as well. And then we have some other special things that happen during the year for members. Where would someone go if they wanted to look into membership? Go online, uh, you know, artcenter.org, uh, and see membership information there. Obviously, they can stop by the box office or stop by the office. Absolutely. That's very cool. So, okay, so we were saying if you haven't been to all those events, make sure you check it out. You have to be a member for the first one, but you don't have to be a member for the other Absolutely. two. Absolutely. Those are totally free to the, uh, to the community. And so Dia de los Muertos, that event happens on? It happens on November 1st. November 1st. So come on by that one. You still have time to check that one out. And also check out the Winter Wonderland. Which is the first weekend in December. The first weekend. Is that a, a show? Saturday. Is that Saturday. a paid show? or how No, does that that's work? free. That's all you free. You just come you in just the evening? Come or? hang out. People come and go. We get... Probably uh, eight to 10,000 people come. It's kind of similar to what happens down at Balboa Park. In fact, people are coming here instead of going to Balboa Park. It's a little bit more commercial down there. Ours is not quite as commercial. Oh, wow. I'm so, sure it's more intimate, too, here. Yeah, it's way more intimate here. Balboa, not to take anything away from Absolutely. them, it's an incredible asset for, for our county and region. But uh, we like to say that we're the Balboa Park of the North. So. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, as being a North County uh, native, I think that's great to take pride in and boost that type of thing. So uh, for those of you that haven't been down to the Center for the Arts in a while... You need to come down and check it out. There's a lot going on in the community. There's something going on for everyone. Uh, if you go to their website, they have a list of all sorts of events that are upcoming, past, and that are in months coming. Look at one. Find one that you think you may be interested in and check it out. There's literally something for everyone, right? There is something for everyone. And the converse, you can come and volunteer 
be an usher, help us with these events and being involved with us that way as well. Uh, we like love having volunteers here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I did, that's great. Wait, so, I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, let's, I mean, we have a, a minute, a couple minutes. Okay. You want to go over that real quick? What, how does, how does one become a volunteer and what does that entail? Contact the office and say that you're interested to come to a volunteer orientation. Uh, you can come hear about it, see if it fits your calendar and your interests. You can be an, a volunteer as a usher. You can be a brand ambassador. You can help us with registrations at special events, um, help us when we have these big community events. We have volunteers from Cal State and Palomar and the schools to be part of that. Um, that's a one-day deal once a year. Um, wow. So there's lots of, you know, some of the ushers come almost every show, um, and they're here, and they you know, they do get to sneak in and see the show, so that's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, but it's, it's really a, a fun family. I mean, you kind of become part of our family here at the center. Very cool. So check it out. For those of you in North County that haven't been here in a while, there's a lot going on. And I want to thank you again, Jerry, for letting me sit here thank and you. ask you some questions about the center. Um, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already and continue to listen. And if you want to be featured on the show, go ahead and send me a message or at uh, info at shootingthebreezepodcast.com. Until next time, uh, I'm Gio Ruiz, and we'll catch you, catch you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Shootin' the Breeze with Gio Ruiz. The music for this episode is called Soda Pop, and you can check it out at purpleplanet.com along with more of their work. If you like this episode, share it with somebody you know, and if you're looking to buy or sell a home in San Diego County, work with a realtor who knows your neighborhood. Check out GioRuizRealEstate.com for more information. Until next time, take care.